Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topic and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm very excited to welcome our guest, Darian Roberts. Welcome, Darian. It's great to have you. Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Darian, and then we're going to dig into our topic for this evening. Um, And I'm really excited to bring some of this information to you, because for those of you, whether you're newborn care specialists, nannies, doulas, or parents, this is going to be really valuable information. So... Darian received her Bachelor of Science in Biology from the University of California, Irvine. The thought of an additional four years at pharmacy school was daunting, thus prompting her premature quarter-life crisis and career change. Darian landed in the Windy City to complete her Master's of Science in Occupational Therapy from the University of Illinois at Chicago. Ask anyone from her cohort and they'll tell you she was passionate about hand therapy. Yes, Darian transitioned from splints and casting to babies and birth equity. Motherhood will do that to you, and I absolutely agree. Darian is trained in traditional postpartum care, homeopathy, newborn care, and manual therapies. She is a passionate advocate for Black maternal health equity and creating opportunities for high-quality, accessible care within her community. Darian lives in Los Angeles, California, with her husband, son, daughter, and family pet, Fire Dragon, a bearded dragon lizard. So I'm just going to be real. Ew. Um, It's it's an adventure for sure. (laughs) Right? Um, And so tonight, we're going to talk to Darian about an important part of working with or having a newborn, which is tummy time. But before we get into this, Darian, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate about supporting newborns, both for families and for caregivers. Right. I mean, I feel like many of us that kind of enter this world of uh, birth world, um, it's birthed out of our own experience. And so that's really what drew me to this world. I had a very, um, what some would say, traumatic experience in a hospital birthing as a Black woman. And um, immediately after that, I couldn't return to the hospital for my actual work as a hand therapist. And so I figured that there had to be some other way that I could um, support and make a difference and make sure like other women didn't have the same experience I did. And um, I really was drawn as um, an occupational therapist to supporting mothers post cesarean and babies. And I just kind of went down that rabbit hole, learning all that I could about babies and supporting that dyad. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think you're so right that we as parents, anytime something doesn't go right, 
whether Uh it's traumatic birth, whether it is being a black woman in a medical community that does not take good care of people who don't look like me. I mean, that's just the reality of things. All of those things have such an impact. And I think the people that are most affected ultimately are those who become passionate about support. Unfortunately, because of our own negative experiences, right? Uh, But what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk not about that aspect at this point, but more about tummy time. Uh And let's, I really want to talk about not only, you know, the basics of it, but why it is so important, why it's so needed and why it's so ignored so much. Um, Yeah. So I really want to dig into that. Um, Do you want to start with that? Or do you want to start with talking about just kind of general information? Where do you want to start with this tonight? I mean, I guess we can just get the general information just out the way. (laughs) So basically um, why tummy time is even a thing is because of the back to or safe to sleep. Now it's called safe to sleep campaign that started in 1994. And so because of now this sleeping position on the back, right, is deemed safe. Um, we need more intentional time actually on the belly to kind of counteract that lack of movement and lack of uh, anti-gravity movement really being in the position that kind of helps further um, integrate reflexes, build strength, all those things. Right. Absolutely. And I know at least from my experience also containers, Mm -hmm. car seats, bouncies, um, strollers, um, at one point, hopefully nobody has one still, but at one point, rock and plays, yeah. a lot of those things, I would think, have a negative impact as well. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, to be realistic, I mean, we all kind of need them. Like, we're not in the same type of environment as we were before. And so those things uh, can be helpful, but right. it's really the overuse, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like the very mindful use of of using these containers that kind of lead to further things like the the flat head and the helmets. And so many times I'm working with babies to get them out of the helmet. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, you know, sometimes people go extreme the other direction. I've talked to some NCS who are just like flat out, no, I will never use a container. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in we got to deal in the reality of parenting. Uh-huh. And ideals are fabulous, but they very rarely translate well into real real life, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why it's so important. You know, I, I, as a parent, a lot of our people out there, whether they're parents or even nannies, doulas, NCS, they're thinking, okay, well, there must be a reason they need to be on their back. What's it such a big deal? So why yeah. is it important? Yeah, it's really important because tummy time is, I say, like, it's literally the foundation of all other future skills. And so when we think about um, the pyramid, right, this base of the pyramid starts at tummy time. So if you want to talk about rolling or sitting or crawling and walking, like it all starts at the bottom of doing enough and appropriate skill-based tummy time. It's not about um, just how many minutes the baby is on their belly. And I think um, it usually just gets brushed off to the side about like, oh, well, my baby can lift up the head like they have head control. Like, that's fine. We don't have to do tummy time anymore. And it's really not just about the head and neck control, because that could just be tension, stiffness and not actual mobility, strength and control and coordination. Um, And so I have my little 
my little baby here that I love. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we think about like, oh, well, I can just, you know, the baby can just lift their head up. But really, when we think about it, when they're actually on their tummy, they're actually strengthening this whole shoulder complex when in the proper position and lifting against gravity. Because when they're always on their back, they're never using the other set of muscles because they all are synergistic and actually moving against gravity. Yeah. And I know that, uh, you know, like my son, when he was born, he had a brachial plexus injury. And so they told us for him in particular, tummy time was critical. Mm -hmm. And so we literally set up a little train and we put him on his tummy, but even early on, he could get his head up, but he, uh, you could see that he wasn't like getting his chest up. He wasn't pushing up. It was just, you know, getting his head up to look at it. Uh, yeah. And a lot of times we see the babies just with the head up, but if you actually notice they're sinking in, so the head is up, but the shoulders are still sinking in because they're not actually lifting and pressing against the surface. They're kind of sinking in. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about what counts as tummy time, what that can look like, because I hear from parents all the time. Oh, well, my baby doesn't like it when I put them on their tummy on a blanket. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I have my opinions about this, but I'm just going to say it because a lot of people say that uh, baby learning <clears throat> counts as tummy time. And I mean, not necessarily if you're thinking about all the benefits that should be happening on the floor. Yeah, they can like turn their head and move their head. So we can talk about like the head control piece of baby wearing, but actually moving the whole body fully against gravity is not happening in baby wearing. So I say it's a great alternative than putting the baby in like, say, a swing, right? And they still get a chance to like move around and they still get some sensory input, but I'm not going to fully count that. Um, if you're on a, if the baby's on a soft surface, they're again, sinking down and counterintuitively, like it's actually harder to do tummy time on a soft surface. So if you're thinking like the ottoman, the bed, the couch, something like that, it's actually going to be harder for baby to move and maneuver in that kind of surface. Um, so really the best place for the baby's on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's the best, it's the safest place. It's the cheapest place. Mm -hmm. Um, you can put the baby on the floor and actually using the blanket, we want to think like, oh, it's going to make them more comfortable, but honestly, it's um, not allowing them to grip and move and maneuver their body how they would like. They're just kind of slipping around. So um, usually I say something simple as like a, a yoga mat or just the plain ground is fine. <laughs> like you don't have to be fancy, um, but really the best place is the floor. Nice, firm surface, flat. Mm -hmm. And so related to that, if somebody says, well, my baby hates that but they're much happier if I like lay on my back and put them on my chest mm -hmm. or those things. You, you said something that I want to come back to is that you said, you know, being in a, a carrier is part of it, but it's not the whole picture. So should parents like be trying to rotate things or how does that work? Yeah. And so really that first, the first tummy time is happens right away, right? It is that skin to skin. But when we think about it, like if they're upright, they're not using the same forces against gravity, right? So the more that the um, parent or caregiver can recline to fully a horizontal position, then the baby gets the same effect. Mm -hmm. And they can like reposition the arms on, on the parent's chest and kind of really get kind of like that same effect as if they were on the floor. So I like that, but just make sure to recline all the way, all the way back. 
Um, but I think it's, it is important for variety one, because it's very good for the baby's, um, developing sensory system. So when we think about movement and, uh, the developing vestibular stents in the ear and proprioceptive senses, um, it's great to have variety. And, um, it's, it's especially if they don't, if they cry a lot and, um, cause we don't want that negative feedback loop. So, um, switching positions is very helpful. Right. And so I have had one parent I worked with who was like, this just seems like one more thing I have to add to my plate. And I said, you don't have to make it so formal. It doesn't have to be as difficult as you're making it. It's not like you got to feed them every 90 minutes or every two hours. Mm -hmm. You just got to get this in on a consistent basis, right? So I'm going to talk, I would love to talk to you about a couple of things. So first off, let's talk about how much time? What matters? Um, I really don't like to think about the time. Okay. <laughs> so the AAP, they do recommend uh, like three to five minutes, like a few times a day. I feel like that's not very like specific or informative to actually help guide someone. Um, and it really, it's not about the amount of time. It's what skills is the baby showing. And not that a parent or a caregiver needs to know all these exact skills because they're not developmental therapists, right? But knowing like, oh, okay, well now they can, um, now they're lifting their head higher. Maybe now the hand is reaching out, like they're actually doing more each time. Um, So I do like to think about short frequent sessions. So increase the frequency in um, one usual add-on, if we're thinking about like habit stacking, what's one thing that you do all the time anyway with the baby is change their diaper. Right. So why not while they're already on their back on the changing table, just go ahead and roll the baby over and give them a few seconds. Literally, it could be seconds. Right. Just give them a few extra seconds every time you change the diaper. Right. Yeah. I had one mom who was really struggling with this and she did that similar thing. Kind of. um, I didn't know there was a term until you said it called habit stacking. But she put a (coughs) excuse me, a bath mat down on the floor in front of the toilet. And every time she went to use the bathroom, she would put the baby face down on the bath mat. And I was like, hey, however you got to get it in, if it works, it works. It works. Uh, Yeah. Yes, it really does work. And you'll see like even the babies that I see like immediately when I roll them over and I always roll them over into tummy time. I never just go straight down that way. Um, So anytime I roll the baby over, sometimes it literally is only like three seconds. And I'm like, okay, rolling you right on check out and uh, calming you down. And the next time, maybe one week later, that baby can do one to two minutes. Mm -hmm. So just building up over time. Yeah, absolutely. And you did just make a key point because I hear from parents a lot. Oh, well, the baby doesn't like it. They cry, but there's actually ways to help them get more used to it. So I would love it if you could share maybe a couple of tips about how to increase their ability to spend more time on their tummy. Well, the first thing is I usually recommend rolling them into tummy time because if we think that uh, about babies developing vision, they don't have the, the depth perception like we do as adults, right? So just think about coming down straight forward like that it can actually be kind of alarming and already put the nervous system in kind of like a tense state Mm -hmm. to already make them more irritable once they get down. So the first thing I do recommend is rolling them into in and out of tummy time. And then also um, we think that we have to be sweet and use these sweet voices while we're down there like, Hey, can you lift your head up? Hey, Johnny. And it's like, 
hey, let's, let's over here. Like you can actually use uh, more volume to try to get them to lift and look and things like that. So don't be afraid to like talk to the baby, get down with the baby, obviously use whatever toys are available. Think about the different senses. So um, crinkle paper for sound or maybe like a light up um, rattle that, you know, it just changes colors. So or sounds or think about that. So there's mm -hmm. multiple ways just to get a, a few extra seconds here and there that are very helpful. Yeah. So I love that you said that, that few extra seconds, because I think so many things about parenting and even caregiving, we think there's so much pressure on getting it right and doing it for the right amount of time. And I, I love that you brought that point that just a few extra seconds here and there, because ultimately it's kind of that cumulative effect, right? So that the more that they have positive experiences, right, they are okay to keep doing it more and more. Like if every time I went to the gym and I freaking stubbed my toe, would I want to keep going back to that gym? I Not necessarily. And it could have nothing to do with the gym. But like I have this, this idea and this feeling in my body every time I'm there of stubbing my toe. Like, and I wouldn't want to keep going. Mm -hmm. There's obviously other reasons I don't want to go to the gym. But yeah, absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time already. I could, you know, I feel like you and I could sit and talk about this all day long. Um, that's a common thing when we have a shared passion for babies and them thriving and doing well. Um, but before we wrap up for today, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our audience? Yeah, just um, take it one day at a time. You don't give yourself some grace, give your baby some grace, and you guys are learning together. And it's going to be okay. Just keep at it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I think too often, not only do parents not give themselves enough grace, but culturally, we certainly do not give people enough grace. Yeah. Uh, so that's fabulous. So thank you so much for joining us on Real Talk tonight, Darian. It's been great to have you. Um, I know that our audience got some really valuable takeaways. So I really appreciate your time and your expertise being shared. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you to our audience for joining us for Real Talk. If you have any questions related to this topic around tummy time, please put them in the feed. You can tag Darian or you can tag Newborn Care Solutions and we'll make sure that you get answers. And of course, to access this along with all of our other Real Talk episodes and our educational content, you can go to newborncaresolutions.com and click on the education tab where you can find all of our Real Talks on our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sakowitz.